0: hello my good people i hope y'all are doing well i hope that you are ready to start off this new week but i gotta be honest you know i i come to y'all with a heavy heart today um with just everything going back home going on back home in my home city of lafayette louisiana um i just want y'all to know that anti-blackness is everywhere it is international it is global it is so embedded in our society and it's so embedded in our psyche that we don't realize it until people are dead right in front of us. So I just want y'all to know that this episode is going to be a heavy one um, just because of how I'm feeling and I'm a person that I feel everything very deeply um, and I'm a sensitive person so I have to share what I feel and I've spent too many years not doing both of those things simultaneously Um, and these are the steps that I take to do what's necessary for me. So if you're going to continue to tune in, I appreciate you sending you love always and setting the intention that you receive everything that you need and more. And if you choose to opt out of this episode because it is heavy, I respect you and I understand and I send you the same love and light. Without further ado, let's jump in y'all. So as the, you know, presidential election comes closer and closer, I am just reminded so many times that um, I have to deal with something and within something within me that is greater than um, greater than a lot of things I can put into words. And one thing that I go back and forth with is about this idea of voting. And thinking that my vote really doesn't matter and all the things, um, you know, I I feel that I don't talk openly about it because I don't really know how to um, because my mind is um, creating so many thoughts um, at the same time. And I'm shuffling through those thoughts to feel the things that I need to feel right in the same vein I think that this idea of voting um I think we have to acknowledge that it is socially constructed um and, and ask who were we before people put parameters around our livelihoods before people put parameters on who we are okay and I just got this message from my friend yesterday um because I've just been praying about it set the intention setting the intention that more will be revealed and I felt God just be like Um, the world that we're living in, it's like, we have to play the game, right? Every day people go to work, people go to work, um, people make money. The cycle repeats, you know what I'm saying? There's more to it, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. But it's like, we play the game of capitalism every day, right? We play the game of consumerism every day. And so, if we're going to participate in these systems, we have—if we're going to pre- participate in the negative systems that um, contribute to our downfall as as uh, human beings, then we have to play the same game, play the game when it comes to breaking the cycles and breaking generational cur- curses, right? And I want to just expand on these thoughts, where it's like, if we want anything to change. We have to play the cards that are dealt. Now, I want to make a very, make a distinction. I'm not telling anybody to do one thing or the other. I'm not doing that. I like I tell y'all all the time. I'm not an expert in anything, but I have experience. So what I am saying that it's important that you know where you stand. It's important that you know what you believe to be true, what you believe to be uh, righteous, what you believe to be good is important. Why is it important? Because if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. I have seen um, ever since um, the presidential candidates have been. Um, announced, I've seen so many people just tell, tell people to vote because of this reason. Um, then other people say, well, I don't believe my vote matters. And it less from that side of the platform, because people don't feel comfortable enough or safe enough to say that they don't feel comfortable voting. You know what I'm saying? I think that we have to reevaluate our processes as people. Like when somebody tells us that they are are uncomfortable with something for X or Y reason, it is not your place or duty to tell them that, no just throw that out and you need a vote or you need to do this thing like that is not how progress happens. That's not how we understand people. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't approach approach situations so combative and so defensive that we forget to offer up basic human decency like doing things like listening. You know what I'm saying? Do things like guiding people to make the best decision for them. You know what I'm saying? Like you are not living in people's shoes. You are living your life. You don't know what people go to bed with. You don't know what, what people wake up with you don't know the silent battles that people are fighting so I think we need to approach conversations a lot more gracefully than we are like who are you to be telling somebody what they need to be doing you know like that's what that and and this is me like this is one of the things I have a problem with with people who want to tell people how to experience oppression and racism and sexism and homophobia and all these y'all have so many solutions in telling us how to be resilient but how about y'all just stop being oppressive is that simple like you know y'all offering us better solutions to be oppressed like think about what that sounds like you know what i'm saying like and uh, content warning once again, but when black people are gunned down by the police, by the state on purpose, and yes, it is on purpose, you know what I'm saying? Because they have an agenda and people want to tell black people to be, to not say anything, to drive safer, to um, not be so uh, rude, to not wear our hairs this way, to not say this thing, to not call out racism, instead of just stop it, stop being racist, like instead instead of perpetuating these standards and these um this hate and and this negativity y'all would rather tell people to be resilient like please make that make sense for me like i go back and forth in my head about it it's like y'all have no compassion but yet people use words every day like meeting people like empathy or phrases like meet people where they are well people are not meeting we not people are not letting me be and be and do the things that are most authentic to me you get what i'm saying and i i'm just i'm not gonna say i'm trying to do something but i am practicing how to be more intentional with my words and how in my actions what i'm saying to people and how i'm treating people like it's important bro it's important because i want to see things change And I want to see a generation come after us to where they are more compassionate and more thoughtful and more graceful. You know what I'm saying? Like the world will look better after after I leave it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's my goal. I don't know if everybody on that same train and that's fine, but y'all need to be more honest about that. And y'all need to stop like telling people what to do, because you're not living in people's shoes, number one. on the matter of voting in our local elections in our um our presidential elections I think that and again I say this I'm not an expert um but I am I may I am experienced I think it's important to know where we've been and to know where we're so we can know where we're headed and where we're going our ancestors and the people who came before us they they did not know how the the rest of the time, how the rest of the world would have looked like after they were gone but they felt that they had a duty they had a part a part of their life a part of their purpose to fulfill by doing the things that they did right and a lot of times we talk about having a purpose when it comes to your job you know having a purpose when it comes to your career but i believe that we have more than one purpose, right? I believe that we are meant to live multifaceted and versatile lives simply because we are multifaceted and versatile people. We have layers. And so as much as I have a purpose in my career, in my job, I have a purpose in love. I have a purpose as a sister. I have a purpose as a daughter. I have a purpose as a cousin, as an aunt, you know what I'm saying? As a leader in general. But I think we all need to embrace our different purposes in life and- as a registered ver- voter, we have a purpose, okay? Whatever that is for you, I don't know what it is, and I'm not gonna tell you what it is, because where I come from, where I come from, like not saying where I come from, Louisiana, but me, where I sit at the table, I make a, I'll put up a chair for anybody, so everybody's voice can be heard, because if we want change, everybody needs to be at the table, using their voice. To do the change we all have to be on board because we're all complicit I'll say that again because we all need to hear it we're all complicit in some way and we have to unlearn together so I think it's time we stand in our purpose and whatever that looks like for us and do what we need to do I don't, I don't, I can't tell you what, you know, the black people were doing in the 60s, in the 70s, you know what I'm saying, in their free time. I can't tell you exactly what they were doing. But when they did go to the polls, when they were answering ridiculous questions so people could think that they were worthy of respect and worthy of voting, like, they were trying to make a change. And they felt that they were doing something that would help us, that would give us a leg up, that would make our lives a little bit easier. So in this year of 2020 and coronavirus, (laughs) I think that we take up our own charge and we live out our purpose, whatever that looks like for you. And it's not your duty to tell somebody else what they need to be doing. Okay, you can guide people to their own answers, but you can't make them take them on. You can't make them take up their charge. But I urge you and I encourage you and I pray that everybody takes up that charge with the utmost confidence and the utmost grace so that we can change our world for the generations to come. Okay. So if you got to the end of this podcast episode, I just want to say thank you again for listening. I appreciate it. And I hope that you tell somebody else, Hey, listen to this podcast episode or listen to this podcast. She has some good things to say, or she has some things I didn't like. She said some things I didn't like, but I think you should listen to it. Whatever it is, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm um, also going to share one of my older poems um, at the end of this podcast, and it's called An Ode to the People. So um, stay tuned and share it. Listen to it. Let me know your thoughts. Oh, and uh, my book is available on Amazon. It Just search in the um, search bar, Scraps to Food, Jasmine Babino, and it'll come right up. It's 1222. So without further ado, here's An Ode to the People. This was performed at the Soul Food Dinner at St. Norbert College on February 26th, uh, 2017. Of blue lights in the basement, jazz. Nutbush, Tennessee, rock and roll, Lauren Hills, everything is everything. This is for you. The coldest winter ever, yes you. Scent of cocoa butter, shea moisture, all that black joy, yes you for mama and grandmama too. Daddy and uncle, sister and brother, baby, this is for you. The wails of my ancestors have awakened a fire in me that would not be extinguished. To the black women and men wondering where their home is in this world, you have a home right here in the comfort of other black people. After the 18th, I am still a walking celebration You are all still walking festivals of life. No longer be silent so that others can be comfortable. No weapon turned against you will prosper. Ancestors have walked before you. It will not be easy. They will question your seat at the table as if you are not a part of the table too. Black and brown bodies are broken so that America can be whole again. But our blood cannot make their grass grow. Killing one of us causes another five to sprout up from the ground to avenge our fallen people. We miss you when another life has been taken. We've seen grandmothers set their Bible on the table and walk into the night. Black is the only God worth praying to. They steal our lives and ask while we serve them sour little lemonade with an attitude. I've seen their mothers, my mothers too. Bury children because America didn't see fit that they live past the age of 23. I've seen these same mothers fry catfish on a Sunday afternoon hoping that aroma would reach heaven. You are love dipped in the most beautiful fragrance, blackness wrapped in an unshakable joy. You see, black people were made for the struggle, but we gotta remain humble. Remind them that Trayvon did not matter. Amadou did not matter, Rakia did not matter, even Martin did not matter to them. They talk about putting Harriet's face on a bill. America loves the black face when they can buy and sell it. They have celebrated us when we were no longer breathing. Today and every other day of the year, we celebrate their lives by living. Living each day unapologetically black, beautiful, and everything in between at every fresh fry cookout graduation we celebrate the black boy joy the black girl magic we celebrate even though pieces of us have been bruised and abused we still are beautiful thank you grandma thank you mother Thank you, Lady at the Nail Salon with the so-called attitude. Thank you, Kawana. Thank you to all the little girls with big names. Thank you, Jaquan, Jeremy, Michael, Anthony, Skip, Jason. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Betty. Thank you, India. Thank you, Sojourner. Thank you, Grandma Jackson. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Delano. Thank you to everyone whose life is forever changed because of the names stated before. We are their legacies. Rosa, Harriet, Nate, May. Medgar, Thurgood, Jesse, Nelson, Denzel, Viola, Angela. Will we rise up and take back every life, every defeated dream and live? Live because we have died so many deaths, live. Your grandchildren will need your voice. I hope this poem conjures up those ancestors, ancestors left their gifts, not merely to be stowed away as family heirlooms, but shoes for us to fill. Shoes for us to walk in because we have so much work to do, y'all. Peace.